The Marie Manucheri Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy, combined with my medical background, have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We're live here in Seattle, and it's Thursday. So on Thursdays, I interview wonderful, wonderful guests. And we have one of my favorite guests on the show today, live, calling in from New York, I think actually New Jersey, and that is Dr. Alan Geddes. Dr. Geddes is a clinical psychologist steeped in cognitive behavioral psychotherapy, positive psychology, and zen. He continues his psychotherapy private practice that he began 35 years ago. He uses storytelling as a vehicle to help people remove obstacles to their happiness. He's the author of, I think, five books now. Um, one of them is called It's All Part of the Dance. Another one is The Happiness Solution, Finding Joy and Meaning in an Upside-Down World, um, which was selected as the best psychology mental health book of the year by USA Book News. It was also chosen as one of the top ten books of the year by the best You Can, um, you can Be Foundation, which honors books that make a significant difference in people's lives. For more information, and of course, we're welcoming Dr. Geddes to the show, but you can find out more about him, too, at www.drgeddes.com. Welcome, Dr. Geddes, to the show. It's a privilege to have you again. Thank you, Marie. It's always great to hear your voice and to be on your show. I know. I love hearing your voice, actually. I was telling you before we went live that I was in a meeting before I came to the studio, and I was thinking about you, and I relaxed. <laughs> like, oh, I'm relaxing, because you have that effect on me, and I'm telling you, not many people do. So I know if you have effect on me that way, mm-hmm. then you do for many, many people. Do you hear that a lot in your practice, that people just love to come and sit with you? I do hear that. Uh-huh. It, it, um, I'm never tired of hearing that. Um, but sometimes I, I, I do put people to sleep. I get them a little bit too <laughs> relaxed. Okay, well, I could use that a little bit, too, so um, I won't complain about that. Which one was your, is your most recent book? Is it It's All Part of the Dance or The Happiest Solution? It's All Part of the Dance. Okay, beautiful, beautiful books, and I love your stories, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but we also were going to chat about fear, which... Is a common problem for pretty much everyone. Well, especially in this day and age, with everything that people have been going through lately. On the East Coast here, uh, with the weather, we had, in a week's time, we had a little bit of an earthquake and then a tropical storm hurricane. And with things going on in the world, we're, we're coming up with to the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and it right. brings back a lot of memories for people. We have the economic concerns and people's retirement funds and college funds are sinking. So, you know, I think if, if you're not a little bit scared, maybe you're not paying attention. <laughs> no, there's truth to that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
And so what are some of the remedies that you have? And of course, we're happy that the hurricane didn't hurt you or your family or hopefully anyone that you Thank know. You. You're welcome. You. And then you went on vacation to Cape Cod and there was another one, right? Yeah, we sort of <laughs> drove into the one, left one and drove into the, the uh, hurricane down the road a little bit. Lovely. <laughs> we were safe wherever we went, so we oh. felt uh, very good about that. And, um, you know, I, I think... Uh, Fear is the kind of a thing where, you know, it's not just you. I mean, the majority of us struggle with it from time to time, and almost everybody has something that's scaring them. But despite our fears and despite our doubts, we still have to remember that we can still meet challenges, we can survive, we can land on our feet. Even if we kind of have to muddle our way to get there, Mm. you know, that kind of trust in ourselves to know that, We're going to be okay. You know, whatever circumstances we have to deal with, we'll ultimately find a way. Because if we get too caught up in the fear, what what fear actually does is it shrinks our world. Because if we're afraid, we're always looking for safer ground. So uh, if we let let fear govern us too much, you know, our world is going to become narrower and narrower. And it's going to be safer, but it's going to be probably a miserable kind of safety. Oh, you know. So I, right. I think, I think you know, part of this is uh, to recognize that whenever we have decisions, we either can opt for the choice that would enable us to grow as individuals. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a little bit riskier, and it might even elevate our anxiety a little bit. Or we can opt for the choice that's going to diminish our anxiety, but maintain the status quo Mm -hmm. and not quite get us where we want to get to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I noticed in my own life, I I get to that place where what you said, where I go in that common sense of everything's going to be okay. There's nothing really I can do more than I have already Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. And so I start to relax, but it takes me sometimes a while to get there, like a week, two weeks. So what do you recommend in that interim process? You know, how do we get back Or how do we get to that place, or what can we do while we're getting to that place? I think, you know, the mind is so powerful and so important. And, and, you know, one of the things that we could do is just become conscious of our thoughts and where they're taking us, and uh, not necessarily be bluffed by them, but just to note them. Mm. You know, there I go again, (laughs) thinking about the worst-case scenario. There I go again, over to the dark side. <laughs> and, you know, instead of, of uh, plugging into all of that, you can sort of witness it, notice it, and decide that you're going to trust yourself to get through it okay, that you're going to encourage yourself relentlessly, that you're, you know, you're not just a fair-weather friend to yourself. <laughs> you're with you through thick and thin, and this is one of those times where it's very important for you to be supportive of yourself. Mm, no, I, I think, you know, talking to yourself is really a key thing. No, I, I agree with you. It's just, we you know, we we forget to do that, I guess. And maybe it's, for, in my case, when the two weeks goes by, I remember, yeah. oh, yeah, wait a minute, you know, and I start having a conversation. Or maybe someone says something to me that kind of brings me out of the stress yeah, or the anxiety. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I always think when we, when we allow fear to govern our decision-making, and dominate us, it's as if we're, we're allowing fear to hijack our passion for life. You know, it sort of puts us in a, a different gear, 
and uh, we live life a little bit less enthusiastically, and it's a bit more discouraging. Mm. So uh, I'm always on the lookout for fear and making sure that, um, you know, an old John Wayne line from the old cowboy movies when I was growing up, he was saying uh, that that fear, or courage rather, is not about not being afraid, it's about being afraid and settling up. Mm-hmm. You know, you do what you need to do, you just note that you're afraid, but you you continue to go straight ahead and do what you need to do. And I think as you act in that way, you know, your, your feelings begin to shift a bit, and your thoughts begin to shift a bit. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it begins with your thoughts changing. Other times it can begin with you just taking the actions despite having some negative thoughts and negative feelings. Right. And the fear doesn't mean that even that things are bad. It can mean that things are really good. Yeah, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. we, we are afraid um, of many things that are such that they bring change to our lives. Right. So uh, many of the things, in fact, in in our society that we label as either blessings or wonderful things or good fortune, things like promotions, things like um, getting married, getting engaged, getting the new house, having a child, all wonderful things, but, you know, all maybe associated with some increase in worry, anxiety, fear, and so on. Mm -hmm. They're all stressors, even though they're good things. Right. And and maybe, you know, if we're not aware of the fact that they're causing us stress, it, you know, because we're supposed to be happy about it, uh, that, that that affects us even more deeply. Lack of well, yeah. sleep, you know, that's, poor appetite. Definitely. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good point. And, and sometimes we think, what's wrong with us? You know, it's like the woman who maybe goes into a postpartum depression and feels like a bad mother because she knows it's the time of life where she's supposed to be happy. It's the same thing with many other things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know we're supposed to feel good, but we don't realize how stressful the, these changes can be to us, and we're not feeling as good as we think we should, so we begin to doubt ourselves, feel guilty, and feel even worse about things. Mm. Yes, I think fear is a very powerful um, it can be an indicator to go in a certain direction because sometimes because change is uncomfortable, we may fear change when our being is actually screaming for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very interesting because sometimes we fear things staying the same mm-hmm. and at the, simultaneously we fear change. Right. So we sort of get in, an, in a position of being immobilized and we don't quite know what to do. Yeah, I can completely relate to that one. I was telling you before we went live that, uh, you know, that change is great, but I like it when things stop changing too, Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't really happen in my life. So (laughs) it's always a constant, okay, now I have to get ready for this or get used to that or, wow, okay, now what do I do with this? And so I I guess in my, you know, my mind, I have to just get more and more comfortable with things. I'm constantly changing. Yeah, because that's the one thing that we can count on. You know, nothing right. is going to stay the same. Everything is always in the process of changing. You know, there's there's an old saying: you you don't step into the same river twice. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> life is a lot, a lot like that. You know. Uh, yeah. 
So I, I think it gets back to the idea that I mentioned earlier that your security is going to come from just developing the trust that you're going to be able to deal with what life presents to you. You know, the security is not going to come from having a couple of million dollars in the bank, although that would be nice. <laughs> sure. But, but there's but, stress with that, too. You know, just yeah. like the meeting I had today before I came to work, and, and it wasn't stressful, but I had to think about my – I had to think about my retirement fund. And so I was sure. meeting someone about it. So I have to how to formulate questions and, oh, yeah. you know, all of those things. Uh, so, yeah. So $2 million um, could be stressful. Yeah, definitely. Ah, so, you know, if, if we are encouraging ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. if we're talking to ourselves, if we're really on our side, and if we talk to ourselves the way we would talk to a valued friend, I mean, I think that's very helpful in dealing with uh, whatever disturbing times we are living in or whatever complicated situations we are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Well, it's Thursday here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show where energy and medicine meet, and we're interviewing Dr. Alan Geddes. He is a therapist. He spent, I'm going to talk a little bit more about your history too, spent two years as a Vietnam-era Army psychologist in the late 1960s. In the 1970s, he worked for seven years at a large mental health center as the chief psychologist. He's a clinical psychologist with a graduate degrees from Central Michigan University, Utah State University, and Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. He's been in private practice since 1974. So we're going to take a little break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we are talking live with Dr. Alan Geddes. And if you have questions, he is an expert. I'm telling you, if he calms me down, he could calm pretty much anybody down. So... Um, Mike, what phone numbers do we have that people can use to call into the show today? We've got a couple. Uh, You can call toll-free from just about anywhere, 877-825-8828. And if you're calling in the uh, Seattle area, 425-373-5527. Wonderful. And we'll be right back with Dr. Alan Geddes. Get to know your spirit guides at Marie's November 5th Saturday Workshop. Marie, along with her guides and yours, will help you to feel more confident in your connection. This interactive day-long workshop will assist you in unraveling the mystery of your guides. You will learn techniques to better understand their existence in your life and to communicate with them. Come join Marie at the Courtyard on Lake Union on November 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Are you curious about the other side or afterlife experiences? You may not remember living in this alternate realm, but it is your true home. Marie has worked with thousands of clients providing closure and healing for those living here on Earth and those now living on the other side. Join Marie at her Other Side Workshop Saturday, October 8th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Join Marie on October 20th for her Thursday evening class, Stepping into Consciousness. This two-hour-long seminar will teach you how to positively live in this reality. Come interact with like-minded people, and you may even receive a mini-reading. Stepping into Consciousness will be held from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. 
Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. That's 425-825-5671. It's the return of John Stanley on Manson Mitchell talking about his interviews with Clint Eastwood, Jimmy Stewart, Jane Russell, and other Hollywood luminaries. Next, the Gary Mann Show welcomes two of Puget Sound's most energetic energy enthusiasts. The stone maven Susan Harmon puts her spin on earth changes and what we can do to protect ourselves. Then Paul Timmo returns to discuss his dive into the deep end of shamanic drumming and the scientific evidence that drumming accesses our innermost selves. That's Manson Mitchell in the morning at 10, followed by the Gary Mance Show at 11 Pacific. Feed your mind and your body and spirit will follow. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle with Dr. Alan Geddes, who's actually calling in, thankfully, from New York. He is a renowned therapist and, of course, one of my favorite people to interview here on the show. So welcome back, Dr. Geddes. Thank you. You're welcome. And we've been talking about fear. And one of the things I've noticed with, you know, I I get a lot of clients who want to change their lives. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they come to see me, whether it's their health or a relationship or a career. Career is a big question, by the way, that um, I get often. But yet they're scared to do anything about it. You know, they they don't want it to they don't want to stay where they are. They're, They're clear about that. But they're like terrified to make any positive change. Yes. Yeah. And. You know, one of the things that we were talking about is the one thing that that we do know in life is everything changes, so certainly there are no guarantees that the next job they go to um, will work out wonderfully. Mm. So, you know, people, I hear from people all the time with the, I guess, an old saying, something to the effect of the devil that they know is maybe preferable to the devil that they don't know. <laughs> right. So I, I think, you know, that's how people frame this. Uh-huh. They, they think that things could even get worse, even though that they're unhappy and they're feeling unfulfilled where they are. Yeah, they know what they have. And sometimes the unknown can be scarier, much scarier than the known. Mm-hmm. So they do become immobilized, and many of them will use language such as they're feeling trapped or they don't have any choice. And, you know, one of the things as a therapist that I always try to point out is that uh, it might feel like a trap and it might seem as if you don't have a choice, but ultimately you do. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, it, it might be a very difficult choice to make. But it's very important for people to be able to take responsibility for the positions that they find themselves in. You know, I think that's a big part of what every therapist does. Uh, People may feel like they're being victimized and that certain things keep happening to them. And it's very crucial that they eventually are able to see their role in bringing about the circumstances that they find themselves in. So, you know, when I think about freedom, I think it's Freedom has to do with when you take full responsibility for who you are wow. and where you find yourself. Right. No, I think that's very, very important. And, you know, when people are in that place where, because it's anxiety for them, where they don't like yeah. where they are, 
but they are too scared to move forward. And, and so they're stressed. You know, their hair starts to fall out. They start losing weight or they overeat or they spend too much money. I mean, they kind of make their life worse while yeah. they remain in this anxiety building pr- predicament. Mm-hmm. And and I also think that their thoughts or feelings about needing to change is probably some sort of intuitiveness that they're getting a hint that they need, mm-hmm. need to move along. And I always find it fascinating when if a couple years go by and if I have a client who really wants to change but is scared to death to do anything, things start to change for them. The mm-hmm. company dries up or yep. there's mass layoffs mm-hmm. or their partner says, I do want a divorce, even though that's what they had been thinking for a couple of years, or all of a sudden their health um, becomes so significant that they have to seek out medical attention and they actually get diagnosed with a disease. Right. Yeah. So, you know, in those cases, or at least in many of them, um, what happens is they don't make a decision because, you know, they don't want to take responsibility for it. It seems too hard too complex and difficult, but eventually the decision kind of made for them. Yeah. Right? You know, by the company's downsizing or by the spouses getting tired of caring for, you know, a, uh, a depressed person or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we wait and we're either waiting for the prince on the white horse or the magic bullet or the guru or for somebody to make the decision for us, and we wait, and we wait, and we wait. And uh, when you truly digest that, you know, you're the problem, (laughs) and if that's the case, you're the solution, that's very empowering. It's very empowering. When you finally get it, that you're the cause of your anxiety and depression, and you make that commitment to roll up your sleeves, do something about it, it's like someone gives you a get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, when <laughs> yeah. it, it's like that kind of a, an insight when you finally get it. Right. And I, what I do tell people when they keep coming to me saying, God, I really hate my job. I'm like, okay, we, we've got that established. These are some options. And I'm sure you can be, think of even more, right? Because I always encourage their own creativity and their own instincts to come forward. And then I remind them. If for some, you know, if you're feeling this much need for a change, but you're not willing to put any effort into it, mm-hmm. then the universe could come and quickly pull a rug from out from underneath of you, a small one, perhaps, but yeah. Yeah. nevertheless jerk you back a little bit. And then, boy, you do have to make a change. Yes. Yeah. Mm. One of the stories that I like to tell people, as you know, I like to tell stories. And your books are full of them. They're beautiful. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And, and one of the ones I tell people who are on the fence about things and they seem like they just can't pull it off. I, I, I tell them a story about a guy who's walking along and he's got a knapsack on his back and he comes to this huge wall, a brick wall, and wherever he looks, it's, it's endless. It's nothing but a brick wall. And he doesn't see any way over it, around it, through it. There are no doors, windows, anything. And he's just about getting ready to turn around and retreat. And he takes his knapsack off his back and he throws it as high as he can, flings it over the wall. And now it's on the other side. Now what he's done is he's just made a commitment. A commitment is when you emotionally and morally, I guess, engage in a way that binds you to a course of action. And what he's done now is he's made a commitment to get to the other side of the wall. Mm. 
Now, as mm. soon as he does that, that wall begins to appear differently. Mm. He begins to notice things about that wall that he hadn't seen until he made that commitment mm. to get over it. So, you know, it actually influences how we perceive things. Right. You know, what we are able to do and not able to do uh, when we make that kind of commitment. And to get back to the people who stay in these untenable positions, these untenable work positions or relationships, I mean, they, they cannot seem to get to that point of being decisive enough and trustful enough right. to make that kind of commitment and throw their knapsack over the wall. <laughs> right. And so, you know, part of your job is to help them to recognize the wall and to realize that their knapsack could really go over the wall? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't want them to throw it over unless mm. unless they are going to believe that mm. that's the best thing for them to do. Mm. Right. You know, but I'll continue to explore their feelings and explore options and explore what leads them to be so indecisive and hesitant and, and so on until they may get to that point where they're ready to make that kind of decision and commit themselves wholeheartedly to it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to make a decision and then do a lot of uh, looking backwards and second-guessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the difference between doing something half-heartedly and wholeheartedly is a lot more than half a heart. You know, it, it's uh, like night and day. Right. And, and, you know, when you were talking about taking responsibility, I, I think that when people really take that in, actually it can reduce the anxiety when you realize that you have created your life the way it is. It's not something that's just happening to you. That you've, yeah, I mean, yeah. to me, to me, that's almost like the concept of enlightenment. Mm. You know, when you stop blaming, when you stop pointing the finger, when you stop feeling cursed, and you stop <laughs> feeling like a victim... And you get it, and you take that responsibility. I mean, that's like a real waking up to right. to, to your life, right? And I think and, then then also maybe you recognize that you could make some maybe even simple changes to get things to maybe even slowly start to change. That you're not this unempowered, as you said, you know, victimized person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned to you once that uh, one of the techniques that I use is I have people rate their happiness Mm. on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being ecstatic and 1 being fairly miserable. And wherever they are, let's say they're at a 5, I I don't say to them, how are we going to get to a 10? What I say is, what do we need to do, what do you need to do to get to a a 5.5? Oh, wow. You know, let's figure that out because that's eminently doable. We can go from a five to a five and a half, you know, and, and and that's going to feel different. And then, you know, when we get to a five and a half, we'll start to think about a six. But, um, you, you know, people can work within that kind of framework. They don't feel so overwhelmed. And uh, they take that important first step in, in producing some change. I, I think and, that's fantastic advice. I love that. That even made me more relaxed even when you said it. 
Mm. No, really? <laughs> that was absolutely lovely. We are live here in Seattle on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet, and I'm interviewing one of my favorite guests, Dr. Alan Geddes, PhD, is the author of award-winning The Happiness Solution and many other books, four other books, actually. It's all part of the dance, finding happiness in an upside-down world, um, which is what we've been talking about, getting out of fear, finding ways to calm yourself down. And people can call in and ask you questions, Dr. Geddes. What's the number, Mike, that people could use? Real simple. Uh, from anywhere, 877-825-8328, or call us locally at 425 373 5527. Wonderful. And we'll be right back. Become a Reiki master the weekend of September 9th through the 11th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two and a half day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You'll learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic site and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You'll receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited. Call 425 425- 825-5671 or visit Marie's website energyintuitive.com for more details. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing from Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. On the AM band at 1150 and on the FM HD band at 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's Thursday, and on Thursdays I get to interview wonderful people who offer you advice that may be different than mine, which I always think is helpful to have 
different resources of what you need to help you move through your life positively. And today I'm interviewing one of my favorite guests. I think this is your fourth or fifth time on the show, Dr. Geddes. Yeah, I think it's the fourth. Oh, so exciting. Um, Alan Geddes spent two years as a Vietnam-era Army psychologist in the late 1960s. In the 70s, he worked for seven years at a large mental health center as the chief psychologist. You hold many degrees from several different universities. One of them is Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. And, of course, you have a Ph.D. And you've been in practice since 1974. So you've seen a lot, and you've had your own amazing life experiences. I have seen a lot, and I've had some... uh... Yeah, quite a variety of life experiences and um, feel very fortunate to be where I am and and to be able to appreciate and have a good perspective on, on, uh, you know, being in this position at this time in my life. And I really look forward to continuing to work and to continue to write and continue to be involved. Oh, yeah, I know you're lovely. And I love your books and your family works to help you with the covers and the designs. Everybody's involved, yeah. I mean, it makes it so sweet when you pick up the book. You're like, oh, the whole family participated in this, you know, 300-page document. Yeah. No, my children are are very artistic, and and they get very involved in the appearance of the book and and help in the editing of it. And, uh, you know, my wife gives some great ideas. Oh, working on a new book, and she's been very helpful with Ooh, that. Ooh, so, I can't yeah. wait to see that one. That's oh, going to be thanks. exciting. When do you plan to have that released? Uh, sometime, I think, in a, probably in about a year. Okay. Yeah, I know it takes a while, doesn't it, to write a it book? It does, yeah. It's a few years in the making. I agree. For me, it is anyway. And, and a lot of um, seat muscle uh, activity. In other words, a lot oh, of yeah. sitting down. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that part of my body gets very tired. We do have a caller on the line, so who do we have, Mike? Yes, uh, we have Tony from Redmond calling, and uh, she um, would like to talk about her fiancé and some issues about uh, their relationship. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Sure. Hi, Tony. Hi. Um, my fiancé, uh, I adore and, and love very, very much, but he has a terrible anxiety about losing me and... Um, um, has such fear that he, it really seems to be almost crippling to him at times. Mm-hmm. Tony, does he have any uh, history of um, loss that you're aware of in terms of important relationships? Um, I know that he had a very difficult time in a prior relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... He, uh, there just doesn't seem to be any way to, um, to comfort him and, Mm -hmm. and to tell him that, you know, that's not going to happen, but he, um, he has terrible nightmares about it. He gets, Mm -hmm. you know, sweaty. He gets, I mean, he he has an all out panic attack Mm -hmm. over the simple thought of it. And does he... Um, see anybody in therapy or anything like that? No. Um, this actually just recently started happening. It was, okay. wasn't an issue mm-hmm. a year ago, um, or at least it, it wasn't this big of an issue. It was mm-hmm. The problem was present, but it wasn't this big of an issue, and it's just um, just now that we're thinking maybe some assistance mm-hmm. may be needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me it sounds like, uh, especially when you say it, it's, approaching the area of, of panic, 
I think it probably would be a good idea for him to talk to somebody about that and get a better understanding of why now, you know, why why the feelings are emerging to the strength and intensity that they are now, and also to develop some ways of relating to the feelings in a little different manner. Sometimes when people um, haven't had that kind of a therapeutic experience, what they do is when they get these anxiety-provoking thoughts, they add fuel to the fire by attending to them in the wrong way. You know, they start to believe these thoughts, and they do the what-ifs, and the what-ifs are usually worst-case scenarios. And it's yeah, like he does yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, so, you know, he needs to learn how to pull the plug on these thoughts, to not be bluffed by them, and to understand that he's just creating a storyline in his head, and it's a fictionalized story. You know, he, to him, it's reality, but it's really fiction. It's just something that he's creating and that's causing his anxiety. And so to that extent, it's funny to say it, but his anxiety is really a figment of his imagination, you know, because he, he's, he's sort of investing himself in this story that you're going to leave him. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I think a good therapist could help him with this, and it sounds like you have been very reassuring to him. I have and, tried my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and, know, when people have this kind of a thought, it can become almost like a delusion. Mm-hmm. And by definition, a delusion is a, a thought that a person clings to despite any and all evidence to the contrary. Mm. So you can be very loving and very supportive and very reassuring, mm-hmm. but if this thought has approached something uh, like a delusional-like quality to it, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for that to have the impact that you're hoping it would mm. have. Mm. So he needs to get a little bit of help in sorting through this, and I think you know once he does that, it should it should make a big big difference. Well, and you know, one of the great things about Dr. Geddes is you know so many therapists around the country. In fact, you've even um, sent referral names for people local here in the Northwest. So I know that uh, Dr. Geddes could at least offer, if he wants to see someone locally, um, Tony, someone for your fiancé here. Um, oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So can she just write into your website? Or Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. The, uh, I, the email address is right on the website. Uh, the, the website is just drgettis.com, that's D-R-G-E-T-T-I-S.com, and I'd be happy to, to write you and give you a little bit more information and possibly some names of people in your area. Mm. Thank you. And wouldn't that be nice to have that all taken care of before the two of you get married? Uh, yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love to be able to just make him feel better and, and give him back his peace of mind. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a, a wonderful gift to give him. Yeah, and that was, but he, oh, you know, I think uh, I think it, it's attainable, but uh, you can't just give it to him. You know, he's got to be able to to reach for it and to produce it himself as well. So that's why I think the help would would be important. I, I found it fascinating what you said about it could be partially an illusion that he's experiencing. Mm-hmm. You know, because it sounded so much like post traumatic stress. You know, in yeah. a, and it could be, you know, something that not exactly, but somehow he's been triggered in some way. Yes. Right? Yes. 
But I've never thought about the illusion part of it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. fascinating. And I, I really think that many of us have illusions <laughs> that create a lot of fear for us that are not real. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. fascinating. Thank you so much, Tony, for calling in and congratulations on your engagement. And thank you. We're all thank gonna you, Tony. S- yes, we're gonna send you bright light for um a very happy, peaceful, un anxiety causing uh, life together for the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. So Mike, who do we have on the phone lines now? We are going to go to New Jersey. Mike is on the line, and uh, he'd like to talk about his inability to show gratitude. Welcome, mm. Mike. Uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. I was just caught up in that last conversation. I thought uh, I thought it was very, what's the word, I guess, incisive response to, to her particular dilemma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved thank it. You. Yeah, thank, thank you, Mike. You. Mm-hmm. Now let's see if you can help me out, doctor. <laughs> Um, I'll do my best. I'm, I'm just having a problem. I'm sure, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I feel it's nothing, but, but I guess it is something. And that is I'm having problems showing gratitude, and I don't know how to explain this uh, except to say that, you know, when things aren't going well for me, uh, even on a, on a simple, I don't know, simple level, uh, I have a difficult situation to respond to anyone with a thank you or, some kind of, you know, nice response when I'm thinking everything's going backwards against me. Is that understandable or confusing? Uh, no, I, I think I have a sense of what you're talking about, and I, I think many people can identify with that, Mike, which is that uh, how do we feel grateful if our lives are troubled? I mean, if we feel like things are not going our way, it, it seems like it would be much harder to show gratitude. So, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the things, and this is a difficult concept for me to explain well, but ultimately um, I don't think gratitude depends on external circumstances. For me, it's, it's a place to go within yourself yeah. that kind of connects you to life in a way that transcends those circumstances that you're talking about. It, it's a place that you go that, that transcends evaluations and judgments that can make life more difficult for us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I have a little background in, in Zen and Buddhism, and, you know, one of the things that, that Buddha said is, uh, let's be thankful for if we didn't learn a lot today, maybe we at least learned a little. And if we didn't learn a little, well, at least we didn't get sick. And if we didn't get sick, or if we got sick, at least we didn't die. And it, it goes on like that. So, But let me tell you a story that happened to me very recently. Uh, there's a lot of work in the field of positive psychology having to do with keeping gratitude journals. Mm-hmm. And um, I was speaking to a young woman, and she described herself as a glass-half-empty person. She would always see the glasses half empty, not half full. That sounds like me, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. She began to keep a, a gratitude journal, and her deal was that she would list three things each day that she felt grateful for, and they had to be different things each day. So it couldn't just be, you know, my wife, my children, my health kind of a thing. Right. And she had a hard time with this, but she kept it going to, for months. Months And after a while, because she was looking for things to feel 
grateful about, she began noticing them all over the place. Mm. So what was very hard at the beginning, it got to the point where more and more things were vying for those top three positions on her daily list. And Uh. she started to experience them as, she called it, wealth. You know, this was her wealth because she began to notice everything that was going okay and that to feel grateful about. And it really did change her life because it was like a paradigm shift from just thinking about what's not going right to really to begin notice everything that was going right and things to actually feel grateful for. Mm -hmm. You You know, it's funny, while you were just finishing that off, I was smiling to myself thinking, you know, wow, yeah, I guess I truly am capable of doing that. Uh, and immediately as you were finishing that sentence, I was thinking of the, the things I can be grateful for and not that I won't have a problem with showing my gratitude. So I, I guess I'll just have to work on my mental process here and flip things around. And, and don't you think it's true, Dr. Geddes, that once you move in that place, it, it, it gets a little contagious. I mean, it, it shifts mm-hmm. your energy enough that you start to notice other things that, Definitely. oh, you know, I love flowers um, a lot, and uh, so I make sure that I have them in my home. And one of the ways that I do this is I find really cool-looking orchids because it'll last for a while, you know, and I won't have to keep cutting or cleaning vases and all of that. So I find stunning orchids are things that I find interesting to me, and, and then I place them all over my house mm-hmm. so that whatever room I go into, I can somehow be reminded of gratitude and perhaps yeah. some happiness and get out of yeah. my head about whatever was bugging me before I walked into my office or the kitchen or something like that. Definitely, definitely. I, yeah, that's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think it's great. I think you uh, you both gave me some insight. Uh, I like what you just said, Marie, and uh, uh, I feel a lot better. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and, and thanks for hopefully helping turn my mental attitude around. Yes, you're more than welcome, and have fun in New Jersey. Yeah. Maybe you and Dr. Geddes will run into each other on the street. Well, I, I hope. I, I have read one of his books. I will try and pick up a couple of the other ones. And uh, are they out there? At uh, I think I got your first book on Amazon, but are the books available any store? Yeah, I mean, you could go to your local bookstore. You can go to Barnes & Noble. They should be available. If not, they'll they'll order them for you or through any of the, the major online booksellers, Terrific. including my website. Sure. Terrific. Thank you both so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. And you too. Thank, Thank you. you, Mike. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. So isn't it interesting that just having a conversation with someone about reminding them of what could shift their awareness or their perception, it really does work most of the time. It, it does, you know, and our, our consciousness is so important, and what we pay attention to is really so tied up to our mental health. You know, a lot of, of what neurosis is, um, we're, we're, you know, basically living characterized by unhappiness, anxiety, depression. I mean, it, it, people are paying attention to the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think one of the things that gratitude does, when you realize that it, it's not necessarily about everything going well in your life, because if our gratitude is just connected to that, we're really skating on thin ice. We're kind of screwed, actually. Yeah, we are. <laughs> to put it to put it bluntly, that's, yeah. that's true. So, you know, that's why I was trying to get Mike to realize that it, it it's not necessarily dependent on external circumstances. It's a place 
where you can you can learn to appreciate a feeling uh, inside. Yeah. So uh, how do you do that? Because I agree with you. It's it's like even if, if I'm in a bad place, even if I look at the 10 orchids that are in my house, uh, you know, if, if I'm not, if I can't go inside and kind of meet me in a particular yeah. spot, it's not going to really work no matter how exotic that orchid is. Yeah. But there's a place that for me in, that I, I probably haven't even really actually identified. It sounds like y- you actually have more of an awareness of it. So how would you describe it in terms of your experience? Uh, I think it, it's sort of a, it, I mean, this sounds a little bit hokey, but it's it's sort of a sacred place, you know, that, that mm. um, it's there. I agree. And, you know, we hear expressions like to, to be centered, where, you know, to find that place in you, you know, where you can go almost like a sanctuary and you can, um, you, you know, you can just let things go, things that are happening to whatever degree you're capable of and just get to that that sense of appreciating uh, your life, appreciating life itself. You mm-hmm. know? I, I, mean, I agree with you. It, it, yeah. You know, it is. it feels very sacred and maybe developing a relationship with yourself where you can go there and, yeah. and identify it once you get there so you can hold right. that space, perhaps through meditation or some sure. sort of... Prayer or sure. affirmation. Oh, lovely. Um, so we have another caller on the line. Who do we have, Mike? From Shoreline, Michelle's calling in, and uh, she has some issues with some anxiety. Welcome to the program, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, yes, I have a lot of anxiety, and I also have a back injury. And some of the work um, I'm going to be doing is involving lifting um, and I'm trying to work with myself, and I'm trying to work around it, and um, I actually had a job opportunity, and because I got so scared of the lifting aspect, they, um, sorry about that, they mm-hmm. um, let me go pretty much before I started because they could just pick up how nervous I was, mm-hmm. and so I, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but I got let, so Anyway, ultimately, I got left with just the lifting part of the job, and the part of the job I wanted, they they thought I was too nervous to do. So I don't know if that makes any sense. But anyway, I, I am terrified, and I need to find a way to work with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie, you, you probably have some good input on this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, you know. please go ahead. I'm, I'm all happy. I'm happy I'm to add that... You, you know, I love what you have to say, too. Okay. Um, you know, a part of this is for you to be able to calm yourself down and to um, not entertain your worst fears to the point where there's no room for much of anything else, you know. If you keep thinking that things are going to be bad, there's a real good chance of you being a prophet. You know, because, yeah. That's actually in your Facebook. You wrote it a couple days ago. I love Facebook, and so I get to hang out with Dr. Geddes on Facebook every once in a while. And and, and when I read that, of course, I I believe it too, but I hadn't thought about the word prophet. It's like you're predicting your future. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes we do create our worlds, and we can get so caught up in worry and, 
you know, I always I always think that worrying works, and how do I know that? Because almost 100% of the things I worry about never happen. So, you know, I think that uh, really we want to understand that um, worry will cripple us to a certain extent, you know, and uh, you have legitimate issues, physiological issues that you have to be concerned with, and you have to make good decisions here. But within those parameters, you want to make sure that you don't make this more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't want to, it's almost like when you walk into McDonald's and you order, let's say, a, a Big Mac or something, and they say, would you like that supersized? And you say, yes. Well, we could do the same thing with our lives and <laughs> the event and our worries. You know, it's okay to have a worry, but you don't have to supersize it. You know, you could just see that it, it's, it's normal for the situation and, and don't make it more than that. So I, I think you just want to try to, um, you know, calm yourself down, talk to yourself, encourage yourself, realize when you're, when you're uh, making it more than it needs to be, and uh, talk to yourself a little bit more reasonably. And Marie, what would you add? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think the universe communicates to us rather simply. We make it as humans, myself included, we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. And so my thought is, do you need a job where you're lifting? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I kind of take it as a sign that there's probably some other vocation that you're actually meant to do. Right. And, and you're stubbornly holding on, which is a big part of back pain, because the spine is all about our will. And right. so when people force their will, then they're at more risk for back injuries or you know, anything to do with those beautiful cervical vertebrae or the sciatic nerves. Right. The, you know. see, the odd thing was they, to do the job I wanted to do, which was to be a rep for natural products, I needed to do some demos just for the first month, and which meant lifting a table, right. possibly. But I can probably get help. I mean... Ah, look at that. So I thought there's no guarantee. And, well, and, and so that's the thing. And so I doctor, worked with my Alexander yeah. teacher this week to carefully yeah. look lift the table in the right position, you know, do it right. Good. So I wouldn't screw myself up. And I've been in excruciating pain ever <laughs> since that day. So I'm not injured, but I'm in pain. And so, you know, I'm, I'm working with everything I know to do. I'm meditating. I went to my Good. naturopath. I've got homeopathy for the anxiety. Good. But and, and yeah, also, and maybe it is something. there's something else, you know, there it's like, because if for some reason the universe is throwing this thing at, wow, even with help, you're in tremendous back pain yeah. enough that has you scared and uncomfortable. Can you let your brain expand into, well, what else am I meant to do? Just even asking the question, because right. we get fixated on who we are and what we're supposed to do in the world and how it's supposed to be done. Just like how you got creative about, oh, I'll ask for help, which was an excellent idea, by the way. Yeah, I yes. thought the same thing. Uh-huh. Well, and I'm also I'm kind of committed to these demos through the month, and then I could do something mm-hmm. else. So. so, so here's what I would add to your, you know, beautiful, you know, homeopathies and naturopath, and you know, and Doctor Geddes helping you not make it supersized, you know, like at McDonald's, right. which no one should be supersizing at McDonald's <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> not good for you mm-hmm. is imagine because you've got really you know how to move energy in your body actually you're quite aware of energy yes yeah it's lovely so bring your awareness to your lower back yes. and and just imagine beautiful warm light there like tons of it e- extra to feed your spine so that when it goes into a place where it may be more stressed 
that you're going to have extra subatomic particles to feed the muscles there and the tendons and the ligaments and the bone structure and the nucleuses um, so that you'll, you'll have a less opportunity to actually hurt your back. And let, awesome. me, know, let me know how it works. That sounds fantastic. Good. Thank you so much for calling in, and thank you, Dr. Geddes, for being a guest again on the show. We will have you back. You're one of my favorites. Thank you, Marie. It's always a pleasure. Oh, and thank you for talking about fear. I know everyone enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much, Dr. Geddes. Everyone, thank you. You're welcome. Everyone, have a beautiful day and joyful blessings. Until next week. Bye-bye.